0: Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise and packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some great content that we don't or just can't share on the show by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. And of course, if you're new to the show, but you want to know where to begin or find out more about what we teach here at AOC's live programs in LA, you can go to the website and we'll email you a starter kit of all the top podcasts here on the Art of Charm. The show's about you, and we're here to help you become the best you can be in every area of your life. When you sign up with us, we'll also send you the fundamentals such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, attraction, dating, relationships, business networking, and negotiation. All that stuff we'd wish we'd learned and mastered years ago. And we have our live programs running every single week here in Los Angeles, California. In fact, we've got guys from all over the U.S., Canada, Europe, and Asia this week. It's quite multinational. We're very proud of that. And details on our boot camps available at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp. Or give us a call here in the office, or you can even email me jordan at theartofcharm.com. I read everything and I'm looking forward to meeting you here at The Art of Charm. Today we're talking about meeting people in a new town. A lot of people have asked us this question. Hey, I'm moving, I switched jobs, I just graduated, I'm getting divorced or I'm moving in with my girlfriend. How do we create a relationship or how do we create a social circle, more importantly, with people in a place where we've never been? We're gonna go over what you should do before you even move, what to do when you get there and how to run people through what we call the social sales funnel, uh, which is a really interesting name because of course, It's a little bit of, it stirs up a little bit of controversy, but I love it. And I think this is one of the most powerful skill sets that you can have. It touches upon a lot of the major skill sets taught at the Art of Charm as well in our live program. So enjoy this one. And hopefully this will help you expand your social circle, whether you've just moved or you've been there your whole life. So enter Johnny and AJ, head instructors here at the Art of Charm. I'm really glad to be back in studio with, actually with AJ and Johnny, because we haven't been in the same room for a really long time, but I figured, What's I figured, you know, this is a, great, a really good opportunity to get this question that we get all the time, hey, I moved to a new city, how do I start making friends here, and I thought, okay, this is like reunion material, right, because just built the new studio at the new AOC, and a lot of people are coming in from other places, and we ourselves moved to... Hollywood and L.A. from New York, what, how, five, six years ago? Five oh, sure. and a half, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's been several moves, right? I mean, first, from, for you guys going to college, right? For yeah. myself, moving from Greensburg, Pennsylvania to North Carolina at 21 right. to start a, a music career and a brand-new social life was terrifying, and it was full of, of failures, and uh, miscalculations sure. and a lot of uh, trial and error. So uh, you know, with that, and then a move to New York later at like yeah. thirty-one for myself, and then a move to Los Angeles. I, you know, and with and with everyone else's. Um, Uh, trial and error combined i think you know there's a system now put in place and a way to go without all that throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks
0: yeah it's definitely true i mean i've moved a bunch to different countries aj moved to new york from michigan and then to la so we've all moved a bunch and we've all had to sort of redo we've all had to solve this problem which is what a lot of people are writing in now which is like hey i moved to a new place and whether you just moved there or you moved there three years ago and you haven't taken these actions and you find yourself a little isolated and that there's no shame in that, it just happens. Sure. What we're going to do is is sort of set up this system slash plan of attack for when you move to a new town so that you can create a social circle that's powerful and not just wait for it to happen to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys who even come through the program now who have... You know, lived in a town for five, six years, but their friends got married, and they don't have a social circle. They're looking around, and their coworkers kind of stink. And the first thing they ask is, "Okay, how can I apply these social skills that we're learning here in class to expanding my reach and expanding my network?" So, what we've done really is, through our, as Johnny was saying, our own trial and error, is we've we've found basically a pattern to creating a social circle. And we're going to hope through today, give you guys some shortcuts so that you don't have the same pitfalls that uh, we did on our original move here.
0: Yeah. it's it, That's actually a really good point. A lot of people don't really realize that their social circle evaporates around them over time. So even when people are like, oh, well, I don't need this because I, I haven't moved anywhere. If you look around and you're like, wait a minute, I'm the guy who's 35 and my friends are all married or even if you're married, but everybody else has kids, they go, oh, we have our playtime circle, and you're like, what the hell? Or maybe you work from home suddenly, and you're like, oh, feeling a little bit like maybe I need to make some friends. And guys suck at making friends, generally. We usually have activity partners, and then it just goes downhill from there.
1: Well, if this is put into action, this is a constant flowing thing, where you're gonna be treating it and dealing with it um, on a weekly, monthly basis, and there's going to be it's going to be fluid. It's going to be people constantly coming in and shuffling through, and so. But it needs to be built first. Okay, so what's the first step in building a social circle? Because well, it seems like
0: an astronomical task.
2: I I do want to point this out because this is one thing that I know a lot of guys, you know, upon graduating or move to a new town, don't really think about. Right, the first thing they think about is okay, how can I be close to work? Mm-hmm. Right, how can I make it easy on my commute to work? But right. then they find and this is very true of LA, people are kind of neighborhood centric. And if you move to a part of town that isn't very social, that doesn't have a lot of people your age, or is not really a place that people hang out, you're going to be trekking to go out to find people and you're going to find yourself pretty isolated. So I I do want to highlight for the guys who maybe haven't moved, but know they're going to be moving in preparation, do a little legwork and find out an area of the city that is going to
1: give you the social scene that you're looking for. <laughs> I just just laughing about that, knowing oh. when we went. Well, for myself, moving from North Carolina to New York, but not just being in New York City, being in financial district, being on Wall Street, right. not the very most social. Um, right. We've center. made <laughs> these same mistakes. Yeah, that's true. You know, and and the whole all of a sudden, shuts down after seven o'clock. I mean, yeah.
2: The nice part was being able to train from yeah, pretty much anywhere because exactly. all the trains ran there. But just that, <laughs> like the social setting that we were looking for to engage in, we would have to track to get to. And on those wintry nights, you know, you kind of avoid going out there and make excuses. So um, definitely setting yourself up in the right part of town is, I think, a key step before we even start the process. And I I know for a fact that we struggled with that originally. and, And now we're sort of learning through our travels of what areas of the town we look for, what what are our types of hangouts? And I know in a future episode, we're going to be talking about that place.
1: Absolutely. And that's a whole that's a whole nother episode altogether.
0: So do some homework, research where you might want to live, bounce it off some locals, see what they think. Yeah. And there, there are really easy ways to do this, right? You type in the
2: city uh, that you're moving to in Yelp and you say bars, clubs, maybe it's a music scene and you show the area of the map. And if you see a bunch of red dots in that area, you know, OK, it's going to be very easy for me to go out and meet people. If those dots are thirty minutes away from you, how easy do you think it's going to be to ask people to come hang out at my place? Hey, let's have a social gathering. Uh it's going to be quite tricky. So that's just a, a shortcut that I think uh we wish ourselves we had done before we signed a lease.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you might end up paying a little bit more for a smaller space, but it will end up being worth it. You'll you'll save your rent money in uh, Uber slash taxi rides and the fact that, you know, how much are you willing to pay to be around other people your age that are interested in hanging out and we don't i don't mean you know you got to move to the las vegas strip to make friends not at all but you do you should keep in mind like my bro my bro florian he lives in thailand right now and he's got he's kind of got a problem because he lives in this awesome area but he he wants to move to another area that's got even more action but the problem is it's like an hour and a half away from work and he's He still said, I asked him, I was like, man, are you going to move closer to work? And he's like, no, it's just not worth it. He's like, I think about it all the time. And he's like, if I want any life here at all, I don't want to live next to a factory, which is where he works.
2: Yeah. And a great thing to do on your work commute is listen to our voices on the podcast. We're here for you. (laughs) But I definitely know if that commute to going out is about an hour, hour and a half. Right. Think about the people we knew when we moved here in L.A who we knew cross town and we're like, Oh, we got a handful of people in LA. This, this move to LA will be real easy. Well, we found out quite quick that, you know, once you reach the 15, 20 minutes in a car threshold, your friends aren't going to be coming out to see you as much. Yeah, no way.
1: 1520, just go on Tinder and hit five miles and watch people go, oh, you live in Hollywood? All right, coming out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, you you live in Silver Lake? All right, I'm not going over yeah, there. Yeah, where Come is out. that again? I think I saw that going
0: home one day from the airport. I mean- North Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going over there. I'm, LA is so bad with traffic and so spread out that somebody even who live it, lives in a neighborhood next to you, you don't go see let alone if they live across town cuz it's going to take you 90 minutes to get there. And and a lot of times kind of just the low bar, right? If if somebody's 5 minutes away and your other friends are 15 minutes away, well you, there you know, you have to make the extra effort. And sometimes you just don't feel well, like it. Well,
1: listen, at, you know, we know that you guys our listeners are busy. You have lives. You're mm-hmm. at work. You have things going on. And and because of that, if you work a 10-hour day and you and you've been putting together uh, whatever it is that you need to do at work, and you come home, you're exhausted. The last thing you're thinking about is trekking uh, 20 minutes to some bar, and hopefully you'll meet some people, right. finding so, parking, yeah, <laughs> all that. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, what do we do once we sort out a place that we want to live? And you know, let's fast forward. We grabbed an apartment. We can afford it
1: somehow yeah I mean we understand that not everyone is looking for the same things, but a lot of guys aren't also don't know that uh, some of those things are right there in front of them and you go out and you meet five new people, those are five new people who could potentially be in your life now, perhaps you have a girlfriend, but you're still looking for platonic leads and business wise leads yeah so or romantic leads i mean they're all, they're all there, and everyone you meet is is a potential lead of to be in your life, and it starts there of Categorizing them of whether or not, you know, what do these leads need to
0: be? So, what do you mean by everyone is a lead then? Like, some people are business connections, some people are just buddies. Is that what you mean? Everyone entering your life on a social level is an
2: opportunity to grow your network. So, instead of being sort of negative and looking at things very straightforward, we're saying be open to the fact that, you know, coworkers, People who are at your gym, people who end up hanging out at the same types of social venues you go to, whether it's bars or clubs, as you're meeting these people, they have the potential to welcome you into a new world, right? Welcome you into their circle. So they're a lead to expand your social network.
1: Well, and I certainly know that a lot of guys, you know, they'll go out, they meet the one girl, and all of a sudden, she becomes their fascination, Um, and it's, well, I must have her in my life, but yet, listen, she can still be a business lead. She can still be a platonic lead. If we chase her solely as a romantic lead, if that burns out, great, connection dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, a lot of people don't really... There's this concept that I think we talked about probably five years ago of, like, Gatekeepers, where like guys will write in, they're like, "I met this girl and she's so cute and she's a model. Like I gotta date this girl." And we're like, "Actually, slow your roll. That may or may not happen, but if she's a local, you're new in town, she's got a, she's a cute girl. You should probably go ahead and meet all of her friends, and hang out and make a platonic social circle, and then you can worry about finding, you know, the girlfriend to complete your life." And the the short-term error that a lot of guys make is they're like, no, and they just chase it down. And then she's like, yep, can't hang out with you anymore because y- you try to mash my face in every time. Well, we've, <laughs>
2: we've all heard friends turning into romantic leads, but it's very, yeah. very hard if you go strictly romantic to turn that Absolutely. person into a friend because you're putting a lot of pressure on her to decide whether or not to hook up with you, sleep with you, to be sexually interested in you. So the, the point here is to consider everyone in your life a potential platonic friend at this point, right? Coworkers that you're meeting, guys that you're chatting up with at the bar as you wait for a drink, people that are on the bus next to you. Start looking around your social setting, wherever you are, and start looking at those people as potential connections.
1: And the one thing that I want to I make sure that for for all you guys out there, we want to talk about four distinct social groups that you should be, that you should have your toes in to to start looking for, uh, getting these leads.
0: Okay, so right? like different groups of people, different types of people.
1: The out of those four social groups, we want to make sure their toes are a bit stuck in, and all of them uh, to get to bring in the most leads as possible. And one of those uh, distinct groups is an all men's group. I mean, because the diplomacy and the tactics that you use to maneuver through that will allow you to be a great leader. Um, I, for myself, when it's dealing with music and art here in Hollywood, you know, dealing with the band making decisions through that it's diplomacy of amongst men that we have to do this. We call it a gentleman's club. And of course, when I also offer uh, putting the, putting a show together, working with promoters, it's usually men and uh, usually the talent buyers are men. So uh, I find myself in this group and, and everybody should have that, whether it be an entrepreneurship club. Um, right. The goal should be putting your focus here when you, when you move,
2: when you start finding that all men's peer group. And I know that Jordan and I, in the very beginning when we moved out here, we got connected with some entrepreneurs and we started doing these hookah sessions like once every other week or maybe even once a month when people were traveling. And it was just a group of guys all sharing their experiences of building companies around a hookah. And that social atmosphere that grew out of that led to friendships, being introduced to other networks. And we're constantly looking to assist and help each other as entrepreneurs grow our business. and. Going back to what Jordan was saying, that the one mistake that a lot of guys make when they first move to a new town is they, they move their boxes in their apartment and they open up Tinder. And they right away <laughs> right, start chasing yeah. women. And all of a sudden they're going to find that they're very
1: burned out and a year later they still haven't met any guy friends. Right. Well, what's this say if they actually meet a girl and she realizes that this guy doesn't have any guy friends? What does that say about him?
2: Right. So that that all men's peer group and having access to that on a regular basis grounds you and makes you much more attractive, as Johnny was saying, and also allows you to feel more comfortable and stay in that environment in that area a heck of a lot longer. I know a lot of guys who get burned out in a city because Tinder responses stop answering and all of a sudden, you know, they don't really have anything. They haven't created any sort of platonic and they certainly can't move that into business.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of guys are like, well, screw it. If I meet a bunch of girls, I'll meet their friends and stuff like that. But it doesn't really work that way very well. And even if you did, it puts you in a weird disadvantage spot in your relationship because all of your friends are actually her uh, friends. Girls
2: are only going to introduce you to their friends when they see you have a vibrant social life. They're very leery about letting in lone wolf guys into their social group. So... You're not really going to be meeting her friends and her people who are significant in her life until you've demonstrated by hanging out with your friends and introducing her to other people that you have a social life.
0: That's an interesting point. I never really thought about that.
2: It's absolutely what I've found to be true, especially here in L.A.
1: Well, if I meet any girls and I'm like, she doesn't have any girlfriends, what's up with that? That's a huge red flag. I've definitely thought about that. It's It's the same both ways. absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, The next group we want to talk about here is now we want to have our co-ed group, because once again, diplomacy skills and how you maneuver through that are going to be different than an all-male group. And being able to work with both sexes is going to show, once again, uh, your attractiveness. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: These groups include, you know, your CrossFitters at your gyms, kickball teams, coworkers, right? Getting involved at uh, some side stuff at work, any sort of. Group activity that allows you to have interactions with guys and girls in a more social
0: setting. Now, what about, how do we know when we've got a good, like, all-dude group or a good co-ed group? Because I think a lot of guys are like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I have a good all-guy group. I mean, I know, like, three dudes. Let's start meeting girls. Like, is there a point at which you kind of know... You've got one area handled and you can move on to the next thing. Well, I
1: think it's I think it's different for everybody because, you know, everyone's the, – the, the time and commitment they have for these groups is is different on everyone's level. But you should be able to feel good about it being Friday night and calling up a few people and having some people that are going to meet you out and having some fun. And it should it should be on both sides. It should right. be a few guys and a few girls um, and all going out and enjoying themselves and, and having fun. Whether or not uh, they're strictly going out to meet you, right, but they're going to be out, you're going to see them, you're going to see friendly faces, you're all going to be interacting and you're all going to be having right. a good time. And and these, again, can extend into meetups,
2: uh, other things that are not just drinking related, because I know a lot of guys yeah. have concerns about going to the bars and, and don't want that to be the focal point of their life. There are lots of opportunities if you look within work and a little bit outside of work during the day, social settings that you guys can engage in that would allow you this interaction
1: that's very important. The next group that we want to be looking at is a a group where you are able, as a man, to show off your skills that makes you separate from everyone else, that makes you unique, and it makes you different. Now, for a lot of us... When you grow up as a young man and you realize that the girls are now chasing after the guys are getting picked for football and basketball, and you went, "Uh uh-oh, I need to (laughs) separate myself and show my worth. For me, it was, right, I'm going to grab a guitar. That's the closest thing around me. Everyone gravitates to something, maybe art, music, uh, comedy. Uh, There's all these different skills. And even the the skills that you grew up honing as a young man coding or computer programming and all these other things Uh, this is what makes you unique this makes you you plus where do you get to show off these skills so others can see them this becomes big and not only with once again with the girls but also the guys in your group showing your worth showing what you're talented with showing those skills can skills be
0: is that the same thing as interest, like if you just like doing something, or is it an Absolutely. actual skill? Okay.
1: Absolutely. Skills that you're even building right now. Okay. Right, learning.
0: You can sure. also engage
2: in learning skills. So it could even be taking a cooking class. It could be a language sort of situation. But basically, it's you improving yourself with a group of other people, and it's it's engaging the people that you're meeting through that improvement.
0: Right. This is one of the things, if memory serves, that we recommended for breakups. You know, go learn something new because it's sort of – Adds a layer of depth to your personality, makes you feel confident, and also it helps introduce you to a new social circle.
1: Well, think about how girls are going to chat you up. This is and this is great. So if she's out, she's with her friend, and she's like, "Oh, who are you hanging out with?" Well, Matt. I was hanging out with Matt last night. Matt who? Well, you know, Matt who's always going to cooking classes, or Matt who's always in the uh, who has a show coming up, Matt who's always uh, performing at the comedy club. Like it's going to be Matt and right, and they need something to attach to that. And being able to bring people together around those skills is, is a great right. thing to uh, be able to do. Matt, the random dude who sent me a dick pic on <laughs> Tinder, is not <laughs> no. that's not what you want. <laughs> and whether and, and, and it takes time to think about what you can show off about whether it's, I mean, and, and you'd be surprised camping, outdoors, hiking, uh, athletics, arts. It's it's
2: yeah. I mean, when I was in New York, we joined a snowboarding club. Exactly, and we would go snowboarding on the weekends. I mean, there are lots of ways to engage all of your interests and pursuits in more of a club setting, more of a group setting. Point. Well, Excellent.
1: I, I think a lot of people need to get rid of supposed to's. Like, if I'm an artist, then I'm supposed to be starving. No, I I don't. I, that's that right. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a computer. Uh, I'm an engineer, so therefore right. I should be anti and uh introverted right and it's an excuse to kind of like well i'm an
0: engineer so So i I don't have to do i'm off the hook right and
1: people really need to get rid of i think it's those things that really hold people back and being able to show those skills and and, it sets you apart and, and makes you something special definitely
0: awesome now
1: back to aj and johnny the fourth group is a, a group where you're able to give. So whether it be a mentoring group, a charitable group, uh, just something where you are helping the community and you're putting into it. Uh, right. uh, Volunteering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Going to charitable events. It doesn't even
2: have to be very often, but being engaged in this component of your life is very important, right? Now let's, let's take these four groups that we just listed and let's paint the picture, right? You have Joe who just moved to town and hopped on Tinder and meets a girl. And she's like, oh, what do you know about town? What's going on with you? And he's like, I don't know. We just met you. Versus Bill, who moved to town, has a poker night, is going out on a kickball team, has actually engaged in learning a language, and oh, by the way, he goes to a charity event once a year to give clean water in Africa. Who do you think is going to get the date? Who do you think is going to be more dynamic and more attractive?
0: Yeah. Plus, of course, I mean, it's, it makes it's it a feel. no
2: brainer at that point. And now all of a sudden you've built this persona of, okay, this guy has his life together and he has interests and in pursuits, which is going to make the next step in all of this really, really easy. So now that we, you realize there are these four groups that we should target, what we need to talk about is how do we actually enter these groups, right? If we right. don't have any of these, how do we enter these groups? And the one thing that we talk a lot about here on the podcast and here in class is value right? And we've, we've covered this on numerous episodes. You need to find these opportunities in your life and start giving the people who have these opportunities to you value. So let's take the all men's group, right? Maybe you went to a meetup group and you met a guy at the meetup group who you guys sort of hit it off with. And he mentioned an opportunity to hang out with his buddies, his guy friends, right? Now, this is that opportunity we're talking about that you have to seize. So what do you do? You say, okay, are we playing poker? Great. I'm going to bring a nice bottle of whiskey over and I'm going to make an impression on the people that are having poker so that now I'm joining in on the fun of poker, but I'm also adding to the interaction that Mm -hmm. these guys are welcoming me into. That's going to have a profound impact on your ability
1: to befriend the guys at this poker table. I I used I did this when I moved to Hollywood and AJ used to laugh about it, but it worked very, very well. Um, uh, We moved into the building and there was a lot of, there was, you would hear parties going on late at night or whatnot. And it's like, how do you just walk over next door and introduce yourself to the, everyone who's partying? And it's yeah. like, I would always have a, I would buy a bottle maker's mark uh, at the end of the week. And whenever I heard the neighbors whooping and hollering when I got, uh, when I came home from going out, I casually walked over and said, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I heard you all partying. Here's the bottle makers. And of course, they invited me in. And and, and of course, uh, AJ and I would meet the, through the other neighbors through all that. And it's, it's and that's, that same sort of, of value of, of having, having this opportunity and adding to it. Yes. Adding
2: to it, as we heard Adam Grant talk a lot about on the give and take episode, how it's important to be giving, especially in these opportunities, right? People in your life, these little leads are going to give you opportunities to enter their groups. And it's important that you, one, say yes, and two, be prepared to show up and give value, right? And let's say you get invited out to a guy's night out and you're at the bar, right? First thing you do when you show up and you're talking to everyone, you meet everyone, buy a shot, buy a round of drinks for the guys. It's the same exact thing, right? You're adding to the environment that they're trying to create for that evening instead of being the quiet one on the side who only talks to the person he knows, doesn't really introduce himself, and then by the end of the night, is not memorable?
1: And, of course, I think a lot of guys hear that, and they're like, well, I don't want to be the Mr. Nice Guy. That buys their friends. And, of course, it's always about the in, the intent that is behind it. And if, if you're showing your value, that's one thing. Um, there's a, then there's boundaries uh, to draw. Um, but there is nothing wrong with that. In fact, think of it as an investment with your new friends.
0: Right. Yeah, so if you find yourself, like you said with the intent, if you find yourself buying four rounds to everybody's one you realize okay they're taking advantage of me or you're you're making that happen because you feel like if i don't do this they won't like me uh but you do need to come in and not be the guy who just lets other people buy things for him of course but also yeah you can't buy your friends but you're right it's all about what's going on in your head at the time
1: oh absolutely and it'll it'll come across that way so now um that we we we're at our four groups we're meeting people we have things going on we want to talk about qualifying our leads, because not everyone you're going to meet are worth having in your life, and this becomes important. So one of the things that I just want to make a mention of is, upon meeting all these people, you have something that that generations before you have not had, and that's social media. Man. And by hitting somebody on Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram, you're going to find out, a lot about your new friends, okay. And some of the things that I want to suggest looking for is just roll down and see their 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 daily posts. Is it you know a new issue or a problem or an ailment? Or are they uh, talking? Or is it drama filled kind of stuff? What else can you find out through these? Uh, how you know, far? Where how they're
2: located? Right? Distance, right. right? Where they spend a lot of their time? Based on checking in, based on where they're posting photos on Instagram. What types of food? What their favorite drink is? Right. That's probably going to end up on their Instagram. So you're going to be able to garner a lot of information upon meeting someone and getting their social media contact information, which is why it's really important
1: when you're meeting these people to get their full name. And and, uh, once again, at the the end of this, you're going to see all their friends that they're connected and who's all following them and who finds out, oh, well, my friend Joey knows this guy. Well, great. Now you have that connection. Maybe you all should go out and have dinner that you know each other, but Uh, It's a great way to gather information and find that sort of things out. So you're not chasing the girl that lives 10 miles away. Right. You're making it easy on yourself.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Plus, of course, it gives you plenty to talk about and and even ideas for what you can do. I mean, if you find your friend is always kite surfing, you're like, what is that thing you're doing on on Instagram all the time? It looks rad. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to teach you how to do this. I'm always going by myself. My buddies in San Francisco, they love kite surfing. And they're always like, Jordan, you have to come. You're going to love it it to me it looks friggin terrifying there's no chance in hell it's ever going to happen but if you were into kite surfing and you met a bunch of people and you didn't know they were into it because they don't talk about it 24/7 you could find a whole bunch of new stuff that you'd never thought of to to really
1: add some serious color to your life well there and there's also nothing wrong with hitting that person up and saying oh i didn't know you were into you know yeah kite surfing whatever, whatever whatever it might be um, and here's an opportunity to have some commonalities and chat this person up and and make some time in the future.
2: Yeah, for me, I right away notice if people are foodies and and if I see a lot of pictures of food and them eating out, I invite them to the restaurants that I'm trying to check out because I think LA has a pretty diverse uh, restaurant scene and I'm always excited to check out new restaurants. So, again, there's lots of different ways that you can be utilizing the information that's readily available on social media to advance your cause of connecting with
0: people. So, what, was, what was that thing you'd said earlier that was really interesting? Like, yeah, see if they're dramatic, see if they're complaining about stuff. That, oh, I think yeah. that's really useful. Cause well, I yeah, what's, that.
1: how much negative? Their Facebook is positivity. a stream of consciousness.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And if you'll get a very good read on someone's emotional barometer based on what they're posting. And if it, as Johnny was saying, if it's constant catastrophizing and constantly looking at the world in a negative view, or it may even be political leanings right? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I have some absolutely. people on my Facebook that because they're so outwardly political and see the world so black and white, no room for gray. I, yeah. <laughs> there's no way that I'm going to be inviting them over to a qualifying event. No,
1: and, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not a good fit. Yeah. you know, And that's, that's the, the great thing about it. Um, And it's, it's something to pay attention to. And when, when it comes to drama and I've, you know, I've noticed this, uh, um, and this always happens. You may think it's funny when it's pointed at somebody else, right? But guess what? It's not going to be too long before, if that's how that person is, before that drama gets pointed at you. That's a really good point. A lot of people that we hear
0: from for the show are like, "I'm in a relationship with this girl, and she's kind of crazy, and she does all this stuff." And I'm thinking, and you didn't see. Any hint oh, of this oh. before you started? To,
1: like not not Listen, one thing, huh? We're all you know guys, yeah. and we all have our programming that we can't escape. Right? And if, you're gonna like, wow, but this girl's really beautiful. It's really worth it. She's always really <laughs> cool you're, to I'm, me. Oh, she's yeah, always She's always gossiping exactly. about
2: everyone else. It's always someone else's problem. Yeah, it's
1: it, it that drama will rear its ugly head your way. It, it's only a matter of time. And I've never. Seen anybody who who thinks they can escape that. It's, it's coming.
0: <laughs> who comes out unscathed.
2: Another thing that you can see based on social media is travel. Right. Oh, yeah. You'll see if this person loves to travel, where, what types of venues they go to when they travel, right? Do they really like the luxury? Do they like to backpack? I mean, there's a a lot of information to be garnered from social media if used wisely. And we're already doing this. We're already wired and doing this on Facebook for the girls we're after. It's really not a big deal to click over to the guys you just met and see, oh, what's going on in this guy's profile?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know if if they know any of my buddies or they're into the music that I'm into. Right. These are big connectors for me. Yeah. I, I will give you my other only rule that i had to make because i moved to hollywood okay um it was i will not i wouldn't date a girl who had an astronomical number of twitter followers for no reason oh yeah (laughs) if if there's no reason for her to have it you don't want to know the reason why she does and i would do best for you to stay away (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, hmm, she has 13,000 Twitter followers, but she's a server <laughs> at Denny's. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, you can
2: look at number of likes, Instagram, all of that yeah. stuff. Even yeah. the comments that she's getting from guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if they're broken English and they're all, "Oh, you're so beautiful." <laughs> you want to stay well away from that. Yeah, I definitely. There's, yeah, there's where there's smoke, there's fire, guys.
1: All right. So now that we have people coming in, we've met some people. They seem like people that we would Want to venture to hang out more, gather more information? We want to go, look, is this a a decent romantic hookup? Is this going to be a great business lead? Will this be a cool friendship? Everything is panning. So now it's up to us to take the lead to make that happen. People are busy. They're not just going to hit you up. Somebody has to take action. And we want you guys to feel good about doing that.
0: Okay, so now that we've got people coming in, we're finding out whether or not they're insane. Now that we've found
2: leads, yeah. right. right. You, you start putting the four social groups into play, you started to
1: take people up on their invites, and now you're meeting people. All right, so we want you guys to be able to take action and put your own uh, events together. And the, this is, once again, why social media is so awesome. Right? You can, and, and all of us here have put our own Events together, and we're going to go through that as well. But having a monthly or bi-week, a bi-weekly, or even weekly thing together, where you can bring all these new leads that you're bringing in, and having them go out on your event and finding out a little bit more about them of whether or not these are people that you want in your life. Because right now we're talking about we've met them, we seem to enjoy having a good time with them. Uh, social media checked out with interest and distance and what they have going on. So now we want to find out more. Everyone has, you want to find something that you can do on, on a monthly, weekly, biweekly basis that fits with your personality, that allows you to feel comfortable and be a great host. Um, pool parties, new restaurants, music or comedy shows, wine tasting. I mean, it's, it's an endless amount of, it's about finding the right thing that fits you. Right.
2: You know, think about pre-gaming dinners. Um, we're essentially allowing you as a host to show off a bit of your personality, a bit of your interests, and also be the reason that everyone is there. Be the host, be the center of attention. And you want to make this something that's sustainable. It's not something that you should come out the gate, you know, saying every week, I'm going to throw a crazy house party. That, that is not insane. Going to be able to sustain. The point is you want to make this a repeating event because you're going to get some long tail out of it, right? If you make it the first Tuesday of every month, then the people who couldn't make it maybe for two or three months, but they see it on social media are now going to really take interest and you're going to start gaining lots of people this way. If you just sporadically host events, then it's going to be a lot of legwork for you. So pick a day, pick a time, and pick a location that is sustainable and is something that's relatively easy for you guys to pull off.
1: And you invite the friends you already have and all those new leads that you've taken interest in that have built up over the last few weeks. Here's this opportunity. Right. We used to throw pool parties. It was every Sunday, but it was a great way
2: for our friends and new people that we were meeting over the weekend to welcome into our life. And we'd have our buddies bring booze and a little bit of food, and the girls we were meeting bring their friends. And we found that this gained a lot of momentum and allowed us by doing it every Sunday to very quickly, especially in a city like LA, which is quote unquote, very flaky,
0: mm-hmm.
2: have people showing up at our party that, you know, we probably wouldn't have been able to have there had we done it every once in a while and blasted everyone.
1: I have a friend who does it every, um, uh, every two months, she does a bar crawl on Saturday evening, basically to get the party started for Saturday evening. Uh, and it's a blast. Um, uh, that's what she does. For myself, um, I I play a lot of shows, and so um, those those shows are always the opportunity for me to invite new people that I've met, uh, you know, people that I'm interested in haven't seen raw, well, an opportunity for them to see me perform, be in my uh, natural habitat, uh, my interests, and meet all my friends who are there.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I I do a lot of this without even realizing because we have a, a great place in the city of San Francisco, and I have a really tight-knit social circle, but not everybody wants everyone at their house all the time, and we usually go to one other house or our place, and when we, whenever we have, like, a poker night or something where people are coming over to hang out for an extended period of time and do something, they're always at our place, and part of the way that I facilitated that was, like, making sure that I've got a bunch of really good booze, you know, stacked up, it's ready to go, you don't have to, like, f- try to figure out who's got booze at what hour, uh, we have food stuff, people, the girls love cooking, so there's always crap in our fridge for people to eat, we're right near a bunch of restaurants, and on top of that, we have a really good space for it with a really good sound system, so when people are in the mood for that specific thing, we call it together, it goes all weekend, and, and that's our sort of value add to the whole thing, and then that's that's on the days when people don't feel like going out and raging, or something like that. And it's been really useful because you, you meet new people every time they come over to your house and they're like, oh yeah, we remember you know, coming over. Thanks for being such a good host last time. And that's been really valuable as far as getting them to say, hey, you should come to our barbecue next weekend. You should bring your girlfriend and we should do this next weekend.
1: Well, a pool party, a barbecue, and some of these other things. that can, If you are not used to this and you are just getting this started, those are things that you want to get involved with later. Keep it very easy up, right. up front. I I will say, if you don't have an entertaining
2: space, you can very easily find a bar, find a restaurant that would accommodate a group of friends and put the onus on them. The reason I like the pool party and the house party at my place is because I'd rather just spend the money on maids and have everyone at my place. And I'm really comfortable and and, uh, enjoy my space. But if you don't enjoy your space, don't make it that hard on yourself. Just go talk to a restaurant. We had a guy set up a trivia night because he really liked trivia and having his friends over. And some of his friends were really into trivia. So they set up a trivia night at a bar and a bar owner was happy to do it because, Hey, he's getting some beers out of it.
1: Right. And there's games that have been invented for people who don't, who don't really want to be involved in a, in a hardcore brain exposed <laughs> game, such as cards against humanity, yeah. which yeah. everyone is, it seems about everyone is playing now and which is fun. And it doesn't need much of your attention. And, uh, and it can, can be played at any sort of coffee shop or bar.
2: Yeah, and I found that, for me, what was really easy to handle the booze situation so that I'm not constantly spending loads of money on booze is I basically gave two rules to my guests, right? The guys that I would invite, I'd say, hey, I, I met a bunch of people this weekend, and I, I also have a, a pretty large network. I'm going to be bringing some people over. There's going to be lots of girls, and, and they're bringing their friends. How about you bring a bottle of booze? Right? I don't know too many guys that are going to turn down a pool party with some girls coming that they haven't met over a bottle of Jack Daniels. Right, right. It's pretty low investment. You're going to find that by the end of the, the weekend, not everyone's drank all the booze. And all of a sudden, the next weekend's party doesn't need to have everyone bringing booze. But that'll get the ball rolling. Now, the converse of that is I always had girls invite their friends because to invite a girl to a party, it's pretty intimidating. Yeah,
0: sure. Come especially if all she knows <laughs> is you.
2: I don't put the constraint of only girlfriends. I just say friends. Mm -hmm. What I found is most girls aren't going to end up bringing guys. And if they do bring guys, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But that allows your success rate of getting women to the party to increase dramatically because they're always comfortable just bringing friends and telling friends, hey, I have this cool event, right? Now she has the opportunity to look cool to her friends, knowing about a party that they don't know about. Right, sure. So you've given her a great way to bring her friends over, and now she can look good and- you're obviously going to look good because you're bringing a load of girls for all these new guys that maybe you met at MMA or maybe you met in that improv troupe
1: to to chat up and have fun with. And what a way to find out more information about your new guests and new friends that you've met. Watching them interact in a social situation that maybe that is your event. Right. Right. Maybe at your house, maybe at the new restaurant that you go to every, you do a new restaurant, you know, every month kind of thing or, or whatnot. And what are they contributing? How are they behaving? Are they adding to the mood? Are they taking away from it? Are they being drama queens there? Right. And who knows you better than your closest friends who are yep. obviously going to be at your party? So,
2: if, again, in my pool situation, if the girl that I invited to my party didn't bring a bathing suit, hated going in the water, and certainly didn't like the fact that I was wrestling a blow-up alligator in a sombrero, <laughs> then she's probably not going to want to hang out in my life for very long, right? right. We're filtering out people, too. So if she's a dud, my friends are gonna see this and be like, yeah, she didn't really eat and she didn't seem like she was having fun, didn't really talk to anyone. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, well now I'm not gonna go again on a one-on-one date with her to find this information. Right. I can find this information in a group setting, which for a lot of us, you know, time is is of the utmost. Once you start building a very large social network and, and group of people in your life, time spent with each person is gonna become very valuable. And if right. you're spending a large amount of one-on-one time on dates that are duds that don't lead to second dates, then you're missing out on a large opportunity to be having fun with your friends. So incorporating the party component, the hosting of an event component that allows you to bring people together. And who knows, there might be guys and girls there that can hook up. And I know when Jordan and I, we're inviting guys just going out to the bar with us. One of his buddies ended up marrying the first girl he chatted (laughs) up. So you never know. Like, you never know who's gonna show up and who's gonna be brought to the party, but being that facilitator welcomes more people into your life and keeps you high on other people's invite lists, right? Who gets invited to the most parties are the guys who host their
1: own parties. That's true. Well, one thing that I wanna move into now is what we, I get asked about this all the time in class, and this is, some guys feel weird about, how they're inviting people to their event. Yeah. Or yeah. how to go about it so they don't seem like, please come to my event. Please. Exactly. Right. And so I just, there's a, it's a really simple way of going about it. And the first thing is feel good about set, making the event and sending a general invite to, every, to everyone that you want to come. And please don't be the guy who's inviting your friends from Nevada when you live in Ohio. Oh, yeah. I hate getting That's those. So annoying. <laughs> please just click. There's a very easy function. It says, uh, you know who to invite and you can it'll say close friends all friends uh, friends that live in your area Please do friends that live in your area right. And make sure if there's anyone outside of that that you want to invite well You're gonna have to make note of that, but please don't just blanket <laughs> The whole thing
0: and and here actually just to that point. I think guys are like ah, too bad You get an extra Facebook invite tough shit I think that what people don't realize is if I get invites from you all the time and ninety percent of them are irrelevant, you can't get mad at me when you invite me to your thing in my town and I ignore it by default because sure. I'm I blocked you like seven invites ago. Yeah. And I don't even look at it anymore. And so and it's actually a disadvantage if you're just blanketing everybody with like come to and my also taco night.
2: People are more likely to come to an event that has what looks like a smaller, close-knit amount of invites than an event that has 5,000 invites.
0: Right, 5,067 (laughs) maybe. Because then
2: they're like, oh, this isn't a can't-miss. That guy just blasted everybody. Right,
1: right. All right. So the other thing to remember is after you send out your – let's let's just say we have a month out, right? Um, I always like to to start promoting three weeks to a month out. It's just uh, what I've been doing for years when it comes to – um, gigs. So the blanket invite goes out. And then about a week later or two weeks later, a personal invite to those more intimate that you want to make, uh, to have come. Now, if you want to send it that personal invite to everyone you send a general one to, that's fine too. Why I say this is okay and why this doesn't look bad, I know for myself, I get so many invites to so many things that I can't keep track of them and I just usually just hit going. Uh, to all of them. And I don't know till the day of. Uh, AJ sees me running in the house all the time trying to make things. Uh, that personal touch, hey, don't know if you caught this. I sent these out a while ago. My event is coming up. Please check it out. I would love to see you. That is it. That's all you have to say. This puts a little bit of a personal touch on it, uh, and but also um it lays into them i uh, feeling a little bit guilty like oh no, exactly. he gave me the personal invite now right. he's really I, hoping i'm there really hoping, and it's and it's not a needy thing it's i've been i thought about you and i want to make sure that you know about my party
0: right yeah that's actually really wise especially well, if,
1: if i'm getting a ton how yeah. many are girls getting
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah that's a really good point and there, I don't even look at invites anymore because there's just too many, and it's not because I'm so popular. It's because people add me on Facebook that I don't know in real life, and I guarantee you every woman, no matter how diligent she is, has a bunch of people. She's like, I don't want to unfriend him because it'll be drama, but I also don't want to go and Listen, look and go to his birthday party. The
1: girl that I'm seeing now doesn't even know if she's gotten my invites because she gets so many. So That's crazy. <laughs> And I'm I'm seeing her, so yeah. Please give a personal (laughs) invite. Don't feel bad about it. You should not feel bad about it at all. And and I will also suggest this: if you're going out of your way to put this together to make friends happy, to build this thing, and and remember, everyone else is looking for a good reason. So give them that that good reason to come to come out.
0: All right, and is there any way to make the event a little bit more, like, do I have to be a sales copywriter to get people to click yes on the event?
1: Well, uh, one of the things you can do, you know, once a week, every few days, posting a picture of of what this event's going to be like. Either the room that it's going to be held in, let's just say it's going to be at this bar, post a picture of that, of that bar busy from their website, uh, or... If, it's a, if you're doing a Cards Against the Humanity, you could post a few funny cards, a few that lined up, posted it there. This, those who now have clicked yes because – Pictures if- are always better than words. Yeah, So you sure. don't have to
2: be a copywriter. So what- and pictures build familiarity so the people who are coming to the event sort of know what to expect, right? Yeah. How many of us go to Yelp and look at a review and we're like, oh, no photos? I don't yeah. care if it's four stars. I'm probably not going. So people are used to seeing pictures being presented with pictures and pictures allow you, even if it's a funny meme, even if it's something silly, it allows you to stand out from all, again, all the other shitty invites right. that people are just blasting.
0: I guess if it's a recurring event, you could just post pictures from last time.
2: Yeah, that's the goal as okay. we get working. But for your first event, right? Even if it's a picture from what? Project X, the the house party, movie, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Screenshots. Yeah, well, the other thing... Um... Band, the shows that I go to bands will post like a video or a promo video or we have all this great technology now, right? You could post a personal message that you've tapped with your iPhone saying, I can't wait to see you all there. Uh, I'm already making this, making the food and you could take a vid, uh, video of that and post it. Boom, right there. Getting people interested. Everyone who's posted yes that are coming or maybe Get a notification of that, and this just helps remind them because of with so much information that's already out there. Awesome. And this is not you saying, please come. Here's, here's what awesome stuff's gonna happen right. when you do show
0: up. This is what's gonna go down, definitely. So what do we, how do we handle ourselves in the event while we're there? Like, all right, people are showing up, you got your you know, Mr. Belvedere apron on, <laughs> putting a ham roast in the, is that a thing? putting a roast
1: in the oven. Well, even if you're at a, at a bar and you're meeting up with everybody, everyone's coming for your event. So you need to make sure that you're a gracious host and you're doing your best to uh, introduce everybody. And I go through this at my shows all the time where I'm introducing everyone who I've met from Tinder this week, everyone who I've, I've met from other functions that I've been at for the last few weeks. And I'm just trying to allow everyone to feel good that they came out to my event. You want to reward that and, and i I'll, I'll also say this at some point you might get mad that there's certain people you wanted to see there who are not there that you need to reward the people who did come out not worry about the people that didn't come out and mm-hmm. that's so many people get caught up in the negative and i've seen it happen where and they get bummed out about their event and everything it's like well what about all the people that went out of their way to? they finish? chose
2: to spend their time with you which means you should give them a little face time you should be introducing people right? And especially as we've done the social media digging and now we know a little bit more about this person and we've had a conversation or two about them, right? Sharing interests and moving people to meet other people to facilitate conversation is very important to being a good host. The other thing that I highly recommend is being the pace car, right? I can't tell you how many parties that I've been to where maybe there's a table of booze, everyone's sort of setting down their booze, people are looking around, they don't know who's going to have fun, how this is going to turn out, and. What ends up happening is no one really has fun, right? The host runs around asking everyone, you having fun? Is everyone having fun? And no one has fun. They're all looking to you to lead. And it's important that you lead the party in the direction you want it to go, right? If you want everyone drinking and having a good time and and facilitating a little bit of boozing, then crack open the Patron first. Pour the first shot, right? If you'd like to see people eating, grab the first taco. Everyone's sort of looking to you to gauge what's going on because you're the host.
1: And what's really important is when it comes to anything social, it always attitude and spirit and how it's going to work goes from the top down, not from the bottom up, right? So you're, it's your party. It's your event. You're the host. They're looking to you about act. Right. So that means before
2: the party starts, listen to your favorite music. Maybe it's turn on a comedy show. Get in a good mood. Put a smile on your face. Give everyone good eye contact and lead, lead by example, be that pace car for your own party and tell your friends even, Hey, I might get a little bit tipsy. I might get a little bit crazy cause it's my party. Do you mind keeping an eye on things? <laughs> <Sure>. Right? <laughs> don't yeah. put that pressure on you because again, everyone is looking to follow your lead.
0: And of course, don't get super hammered drunk and have your friends put you to bed cause nobody will show up again.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I want to really just go back and I, cause we hear this a lot. Um, if you're just getting started with this, keep it simple. Don't give yourself a a four hour night when you, when the first few times you should be doing this should be an hour and a half, two hours, Uh, keep it easy on yourself. It's going to be a lot of energy that you have to keep up. It's going to be a lot of things that you have uh, to manage that. Well, the
2: best gatherings that I've found for guys who are just really getting started, who haven't really hosted anything is to, Assemble a pregame, assemble a dinner, and then have Easy. something to go to after. Right? right, bounce to a bar after, bounce to a wine, bounce to a jazz club, something along those lines. So it's not stuck at your party, and you don't feel like, oh my god, how am I supposed to keep everyone entertained for six hours?
0: Right. Yeah, you you might not be able to enjoy your own event if it goes for longer than you kind of have the tolerance to deal with. Right. Especially if you you run out of food or you run out of booze. Now you're now you're just stressed and you're you're hating the fact that you ever started in the first place.
1: And now that this is running, right, this is what we were talking about earlier of of allowing it to be liquid, just constantly flowing through. You have this event going. You have you're now the host and people that you meet all the time are going to get funneled in here. And And now the people that you're meeting that are cool, you tell them, bring some more people.
2: Yep. Right. You give them an open invite to be inviting people. And now you're starting to funnel and filter in people who have common interests, who by nature have friends who
1: probably have common interests and you're going to get along really well with. This does take patience. It is a process. But after a while, this is we, we'll go back to what AJ was saying, something where all of a sudden you have so much social life going on, you're now picking and choosing what you're doing and who you're spending time with and what your events will be. And uh, it's going to take a little bit, but if you put the effort in, you're going to get the results especially as you fill out the four groups that we talked about in the beginning absolutely right
2: once you start pulling in people from your charity event you start pulling in your kickball teammates and your poker buddies to this event and they're inviting their friends all of a sudden it's going to have so much momentum where that's all you're looking forward to is your event and you're not even worried about what's going on on friday night because saturday is is your time and the the great thing that we found through doing this and, and making this something that is sustainable is you're going to allow people to miss, not feel bad and feel good about going potentially to the next one, right? As Johnny was saying, not getting butt hurt over the people that didn't show up. And another big thing is not getting butt hurt over the people that dipped out early, that maybe didn't say bye, that maybe you didn't get a chance to talk to, right? Sending a blanket thank you to everyone who showed up, whether or not they contributed in a way that was positive. Is important for you fostering and facilitating that
1: good, gracious host mentality. And when you have your event page for the next one, you post a few pictures from your last one or even on the event page of the one that just over. Here's some great shots. Tag yourself. Uh, it's a great thing to do. This would bring anticipation. And ask all your
2: friends who took photos. For me, I don't really take photos. I, I rarely take photos. So ask your friends who you know are those amateur photographers. Hey, do you mind snapping a couple photos of us having some fun? Right, And now you have marketing materials for your next party.
0: Perfect.
1: It's all about the marketing material?
0: I think, <laughs> I think this really helps solve that question. I mean, we've got a really good roadmap of what to do from when you get, before you even leave, from when you get to town to the first event or two or three that you have. And this should get people kicked off and we'll continue this type of skill set in the next few Toolbox episodes.
2: Yeah, the next episode we're going to be talking about making a spot. a a social gathering, a spot your own, right? A bar, maybe it is an event or a club, making it your own.
0: Excellent. All right, thanks, guys. Till next time. Cheers. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I love this skill set. I think it's awesome. It's one of the things that's evolved into the boot camp over the years. I think it's super powerful, and I've been looking forward to recording this for a really, really long time. If you apply what you learned in this episode, you will see your social circle change completely. It takes time and it takes effort, but it is extremely powerful. Show feedback and guest suggestions. Of course, the show's run by you guys, the fans. We rely on you to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show... Let us know. Jordan at theartofcharm.com is how you reach me. And of course, bootcamp details at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp. Remember, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Write us a nice review. I will love you forever. Special thanks to the Jasons for their help in production of the Art of Charm podcast. Now go ahead, tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to the Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at the Art of Charm Podcast.com.